Oh, that's a great question. I would say for the young kid, you know, make sure you have fun. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, you know, as these youth circuits continue to develop and explode, everyone's trying to be like a pro now. Like that's impossible. People develop at different times. Like you could be like the fastest guy when you're younger because you develop faster. But then by the time you're 17, 18, they're going to be like, oh, what happened to him? It's not anything that happened to him. It's just everyone caught up to him from a development standpoint in terms of their physicality. Hi, my name is Prince Daniels Jr. And I'm a former NFL running back, an author and thought leader who lives by the mantra, nothing is impossible unless you truly believe it is. I found the Game Beyond the Game Talk That Talk as a place for thought-provoking and inspiring conversations with professional athletes discussing life's transitions. Game Beyond the Game is an ecosystem for professional athletes to cultivate the mindset to discover their overall purpose and vision in the game of life. And now, it's time to talk that talk with your MC, Stan Pearson II, and myself, Prince Daniels Jr., Officially, we have Amobi Okugo, who is a professional soccer player and the founder of the financial literacy company, A Frugal Athlete. I love it. He was drafted after his freshman year at UCLA, okay, overachiever, into Major League Soccer as a part of the 2010 Generation Adidas class. He has amassed over 200 appearances in all competitions professionally and has been honored to represent the United States national program at various youth levels, including the 2012 Olympic squad. Mm-hmm. Amobi was born in Hayward, California, to Nigerian mm-hmm. immigrants and is the oldest of four siblings. He holds a master's in sports law in addition to a bachelor's degree in organizational leadership and development with a minor in business administration. There you go again, overachieving. And I love it. I said it. I love it. <laughs> Besides sports, other interests include business, entrepreneurship, and marketing. Please, wherever you are, clap your hands up your feet for Mr. Amobi. Oh, Google, Amobi, how you feeling? Nah, that's the best intro I've ever had. Yo, <laughs> nah, thank you so Solid. much. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Appreciate that, man. Glad. This, this, is, this is high level, you know. This hey, very, very much so, bro. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> Appreciate that. So you're in Austin. We talked about that kind of pre-show a little bit. How do you, how do you like Austin? Then we'll kind of work our way back to California and before college, your, your parents being from Nigeria. So tell us about Austin. Yeah, Austin's great. Austin's a great city. Um, you know, the people are very welcoming, unless you tell them you're from California, because then they're telling you, you guys, there's too many of you. Uh, but it's a it's a great place because it reminds me of home. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do outdoors, you know, hiking, picnics, like trails, um, good, good scenery with the river and the lake and, you know, different things like that. A good food scene, a good food scene. Um you know, it's like the food truck capital of the state. The states, um, it's a good little diversity. Always could be more, but um, so far Austin's good. You got a good young crowd. You know, got a good group of go getters. And what I really like about Austin is the collaboration aspect of it. So if I know someone that could put somebody on, or someone knows somebody that can like connect with me, uh, people are more than willing to do that in Austin. Whereas in other cities and states, as you guys know. Uh, it's almost like you're in your own bubble, whereas Austin yeah. is a little bit more expansive. Heck yeah. I yeah, love that. So from before Austin, you were in California. You know, you mentioned uh, born in Hayward, California. So is California home before then? 
Yeah, so I was born and raised in uh, California, born in Hayward, but raised in Sacramento. And um, Sacramento oh. kind of was out where I, where I grew up, you know, grew up playing soccer and basketball until soccer kind of took over, or as you stated, football. Uh, the real, the real football. <laughs> the real football. Oh, hey. I didn't want any controversy. I just, you know, I <laughs> okay, uh, very early on, I just traveled quite a bit, you know, for for sports. Um, so I moved to Florida when I was fourteen to join the residency program for the U seventeen youth national team, um, and that's kind of where I just exploded on the soccer scene and traveled all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, then came back to Sacramento to finish my senior year. Then went to UCLA, and then once I got drafted. Uh, I've been all over Philadelphia, Orlando, Kansas City, Portland, um, and then now Austin. Nice, man. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, so I'm the oldest of uh, four. So I got my immediate younger brother, Akachi. He currently uh, works for the Sacramento Kings as a player development trainer and coach. Uh, My younger sister, uh, Aguna, she's back in Sacramento working in finance in in the financial sector. And then my youngest brother, he's out there kind of close to you guys in San Diego. He goes to SDSU. Awesome. I got to say that the family is really, really uh, underachieving. They should really do more with their lives. I'm really not feeling the vibes of all. I'm just kidding. Amazing. It's always great to hear, you know, this family shining and uh, living in their light. Love to see that. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Man. um, So growing up in your household, I know with with the background that everybody has that you just named, I know your parents have to be like education first. Your your, <laughs> your, book, your books, you yeah. need to be on your books, huh? I don't yeah. care about sports. I don't care about anything else but your books, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so that was a big that was a big uh, thing for my family. Obviously, as you know, my parents were first generation. Or sorry, I was first generation. They were immigrants, mm-hmm. um, and they were all about education. You know, you only got three career paths as a young Nigerian. <laughs> Doctor, lawyer, or engineer. Um, so essentially, sports was just supposed to be a vehicle to go to college. You know, get, right. a, get a scholarship. Right. But then I just kept progressing, and you know, by the grace of God, and just you know, the opportunity that presented itself, uh, I eventually was able to go professional. I was actually supposed to go pro out of high school, and they were like, "No way! Yeah. <laughs> we didn't come to this country for you to be a high school dropout." <laughs> Uh, so then I did college and then after my freshman year, I had a great season. Uh, we had a great team and they were like, so why would you even go to college? If you going to go pro, you have to at least, um, but the way the contract worked out, it allowed me to, you know, continue school. Um, and everything is history. So they're happy. Um, you know, as Nigerian parents, there's a thing called like negative encouragement. And it's just cause it's like, <laughs> They're just like they just want to play it safe, just because they sacrifice so much. They want the best for Correct. their kids. Correct. But then Correct. once you like accomplish those things, that you know, yeah. oh, yes. oh, I always knew you could do it. I, I, I we, knew it. I knew it. I knew it. We, we did, did it. Son. We son. Exactly. We did it. We did. <laughs> yeah. Today we did it. But it's all out of love. So, you know, it's right. all out of love. And, you know, without right. being able to do what I've been able to do. That's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. Thank uh, you for sharing it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I think it's important. You know, you mentioned kind of, you know, where it's coming from. You know, yeah. whether it's the safety, that the love, just wanting the right thing to happen for you. I have to say, you mentioned early on, you, uh, you were playing basketball and then you begin to quickly excel at soccer. Let us know what that was like, how difficult that was, because some people say when you when you see someone elite, you know, young, 
Yeah. Like when they're little, you're like, oh no, they're especially a three-year-old and they're crushing it already. So how did you know? When did you know, oh yeah, I'm special at this? And and what was it like transitioning all those times? It's funny because, you know, a lot of parents and, you know, people when we used to play at these youth tournaments would come up to my parents after the game. I was like, make sure you keep him in the sport. He's going to go far. Make sure you look out for him. He's going to go pro or you guys are lucky. You guys are going to have any college he wants to go to. And my parents, like, because we didn't leave it. It's just playing to, like, stay out of trouble and build relationships and, you know, build life skills. And they were just like, okay, I, no, well, whatever. <laughs> um, but it wasn't really until I got started getting youth national team camp invites and, like, going like that invite to residency and, like, getting exposed to the IMG Academy and, you know, being able to play with the top 40 youth kids at the time um, all over the world that's when it was like, oh, okay, so this is like serious, serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of like, okay, this is a possibility. Like there's a, actually a pathway to possibly not only going to any school that uh, I would be fortunate enough to go to, but, you know, uh, going to the professional ranks and uh, establishing a career that, that way. Nice, man. Nice. What was the most difficult part of that transition. Again, we're talking from a youth age, obviously in high school, and yeah. then you saw some different kinds of competition, especially, you know, at the, those elite levels, like mentally or physically, was there something there where you just like, ah, this is, this is difficult. It made it a little more difficult for you to shine. I think for, for me and like for any kid at that age, it's the mental and social aspect because usually at least, you know, from the standpoint of sports at a youth level or a high school level, it's like, you're the star of the town in high school. So like you can go to the, the social outings or you can, you know, be the most popular kid in school, but I had to move all the way to Florida away from home and grind. It wasn't about, you know, the accolades or, you know, being like a, a high school player of the year or getting the, the letterman jackets. We were competing for a U 17 world cup. So mm-hmm. we were essentially pros. My dad always jokes. He was like, you were a pro before you actually even went pro. Because, like, our schedule, it was basically um, 6 o'clock wake-up workout, wow. 7 o'clock or 7.30 breakfast. After that, we go to soccer practice. From there, we rush over to lunch, get ready. Then we got school at 12 to 5. And it was that Monday to Friday thing. We either compete, like, have games on the weekend, or we'll be doing, you know, we'll be overseas, like, France. Like, my first week I got there, I had to go to Argentina for a month. So... Whereas in high school, I'm going, I'll go to like the high school football games on Friday, you know, you know, kick back on Saturday and then like, you know, play my games when we have to play the games and show out. And it's like, you know, you're getting all the accolades, girls like you, you're popular amongst your friends. So it's like, that's like the social high school scene where it's like, no, this guy's trying to take your spot because he knows you're going to start next game or, you know, you're not, you're, you're not going to be able to see your family for like months at a time because you got to grind for the next tournament and different things like that. And as a guys, teen. Yeah, as exactly. a teenager. So that was a, uh, it was a rude awakening, but it was right. a blessing in disguise. It made me mature and made me ready for, you know, all the things that I'm going through right now. Man, that's so beautiful. Look, how, how was it not being able to see your family? Did you have any, um, were you, were you homesick? You know, did you feel, were you missing them? Because I know at a young age for me, when I was growing up, um, my father, he would be at the games and just that support group, 
there being there allowed for me to play at my at, at my best um you know and then i have my dad my, my dad is from ghana so you know he was in yeah. the, in, in in the uh, crowds just yelling that's my son that's my son you know <laughs> and so um you know i would feed off of that because yeah. that was that 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 played a a, a pivotal point and and impactful point in my life and so how was it not having your parents there yeah it was tough um and this was before we could just pick up our phone and do facetime and all that stuff so um you know we they did a good job of making sure we saw our parents like every three months and then we had some summers where we you know we'd be from home so Mm -hmm. we'd have to travel you know on a week to week like once every month um, to do the camp. So we'd be, our home base would be at home over the summer months. Yeah. Uh, but home cooking, uh, you mentioned being from Ghana, I'm Nigerian. So being yeah. able to have the rice and stew, the plantain, the soup, like uh, having like, just, yeah, cafeteria food on a week to week basis. <laughs> I don't want no chilies. I want my Exactly. Oh, but awesome. it was good. It was good. I think the biggest thing was like, because me and my family have a really close relationship, my parents, my siblings. Um, so being as the older, the brother, I was like, it's almost like the older brother that's like way older. Um, <laughs> but I wish it wasn't really way older. It's just, I had to grow up a little bit quicker. So right. wow. that's awesome. had, these, had these worldly experiences yeah. as, as a team. You know, yeah. I guess speaking of that, you know, I use what I will ask, cause there's some other, obviously, Seems like the AAU scene is blowing up across youth sports, but not always the best influences. So, you know, sometimes I wish families would be more supportive and, and loving. Right. So let's say for that kid who does not have that kind of loving support, what advice would you give a young person that's in these leagues? And then the follow-up question is, what advice would you give you if you ran into you? at 14 years old? Oh, that's a great question. I would say for the young kid, you know, make sure you have fun. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, you know, as these youth circuits continue to develop and explode, everyone's trying to be like a pro now. Like, that's impossible. People develop at different times. Like, you could be like the fastest guy when you're younger because you develop faster. But then by the time you're 17, 18, they're going to be like, oh, what happened to him? It's not anything that happened to him. It's just everyone caught up to him from a development standpoint in terms of their physicality. Mm-hmm. So have fun. Um, that's first and foremost. Don't feel like it's a job because eventually it, it will ultimately, if you reach your goals, it will be a job. And that's the point where, you know, you're trying to take someone's food off the table because they're trying to take yours. It's survival of the fittest. But while you're young, enjoy the game, develop your skills and give yourself the best opportunity to succeed. So, you know, take it serious, but, you know, make sure you're having fun. It doesn't want to, you don't want it to feel like a task. That, that would be like the biggest thing I tell like a young guy, because when you're, when you're having fun, you actually play better. Yes. When, you feel like when, you're stress, when you're stress-free, you're not worried about, I had to get 20 points because, you know, this scout's here. Like, no, I got to make sure that my shot is good. I got to make sure that I'm developing my skills. I got to make sure I'm, like, having fun on the team that I'm having because you will have um, a better performance. Mm. Um, And then what I would tell myself, um, damn, that's a good one. I would just say – not how can I say? I'll say just because the coach 
thinks of your skill set a certain way doesn't mean you have to like agree with them. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times like coaches, sometimes they're experienced, sometimes they're not, but they'll, they'll put their projections on you. Um, I remember in basketball, this one coach, I mean, I didn't have like, I wasn't Steph Curry with the, <laughs> with the shot, but every time I shot from the outside, you're like, Oh, that's not your shot. That's not your shot. There's one time I made the shot. I looked at him. I'm like, Oh, good shot. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> You always have to, you know, take 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 criticism, but don't take it as like the end all be all. You mm-hmm. just to adjust some things that you may need to work on, but also, you know, have confidence in your abilities to double down on your skill sets and to try new things. Man, that's incredible. Look, so how do you give a younger person advice on maintaining their mentality, their their mindset? Because when, when, when you're this far away, you don't have your support system. You don't have that foundation. Like what's going on in your brain? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you find some equilibrium, some type of balance so that your emotions are not over here, your emotions are not over there because you have grown men that are not your, your, your family. And sometimes they're not really there to help you. So like, what advice would you give someone when it comes to uh, maintaining a sense of, um, of, of peace? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I would say the biggest thing for me is, um, and obviously for someone that's that young, it's, it's tough to conceptualize, but you kind of have to have like your own playbook or your own code or your own like your commandments. You know, obviously, depending on if you're religious or not or spiritual, you know, that's neither here nor there, but, you know, the Ten Commandments. So what would be your own Ten Commandments of how you live and how you go about your day to day? So that's one. And then two, I would say set up a, like a routine. So if you want to do your devotional or write in your journal or meditate or, you know, you know, just rest or work out, whatever your routine is, stick to that because routines help guide you. And as humans, we are we like to be guided in the sense of our having structure because it creates stability and stability creates, uh, you know, comfort and comfort creates like production and all that. Um so those are the two things, you know, have like your, your own code, like what are your values? What is your, like your mission? What is your, you know, what things that happen on a day to day that you're like, all right, that fits my code or that doesn't. So I'm not going to align with what they talking about or what they're doing. And then from there have like a, a routine within that. So for me, that's my devotional in my journal every morning, or at least try to stay as consistent with that. So like this morning I I dropped the ball. I haven't done it yet. So, <laughs> yeah. Nobody's perfect. It's all right. <laughs> that was a great answer. That was a great answer. Right? Great it's, answer. it's important to like because people will project like, oh, I do this, this. I make my bed every morning. And then you come to that. Oh, your bed's not. <laughs> You've been lying. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. Like, I try yeah, to yeah, get yeah. as as possible, but it's, sometimes it's just, you know. Yeah, life is what it is. I'm going to make, you know, two quick statements, uh, reminders that you that you mentioned, and then we're going to kind of ch- switch lanes a little bit. Uh, number one, you mentioned, again, that the projections, I thought that was interesting from a sports standpoint, like, yo, that's not your shot. And now thinking back the number of times that athletes will hear some version of that, I, it literally yeah. took me back to high school football practice <laughs> and the other sports like, wait a minute, dude, like, you, but your ability and, and, and giving that advice, like, yo, double down on your ability. And then make it what you want it to be. I think that's really powerful, especially for young athletes to listen to. There are a lot of folks that may not, again, however their coaching prowess may be, may never achieve at the level that you will achieve Mm -hmm. telling you who you are, who you're going to be. 
Exactly. That, 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 that was powerful. Thank you for mentioning that. And then uh, you, you, that short memory that you mentioned a moment ago about having fun, you mentioned having fun. And part of me, I'm sorry, you said having fun, but what I, I guess I drew from that, whether it's a, a bad shot or something else, that short memory allows you to continue to have fun because as you said, when you're having fun, you play better. Yeah. So that becomes a switch off. And again, watching elite players, pros, you know, like yourself, and obviously Prince is like, whoa, if you're able to shake off that last whatever, then you can get back to the fun. Hence yeah. leading to achieving at the highest level. So I, I deduce that all that. Thank you for making that statement. It kind of took me down this rabbit hole in my thoughts as to how people achieve at the at the highest levels. Yeah. When when you when you have fun, you're not trying. Yeah. You know, and 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 that's what you that's what you have to understand when he says that when you're having fun, you're not trying because you're not thinking about, oh, I have to do this right. I have to do that right. I have to get around this person. I have to make sure that I'm dripping the ball correctly. Right. Or if, if it's in the, in the in the case of basketball, I have to make sure that, I, you know, somebody doesn't steal the ball, you know, or that's not my that's not my shooting range. Right. <laughs> so oh. I have to, you know, get closer. No, it's just about having a good time, because when you're having a good time, you're playing at your at your most your optimal level and you're not concerned like your brain is not filled with uh your thoughts like okay i think about doing this and then do it you know when you're having fun it's just like oh oh i did that let's go you know go and and that is how you play at a very high level no to touch on that you brought you you bring up a great point like if you see the the best athletes they're like smiling or like joking like you know doing things and it gives them more confidence to try stuff and then when you talk about short term I think that's a great point because as an athlete, you have to think about the bigger picture. Like you're playing basketball with the greatest athletes. Like, okay, you missed the shot, but you're playing basketball. At the end of the day, it's not like a life or death situation. So you don't have to think like, oh, I missed the shot. I can't shoot again. It's like, no. All right. I missed that one, but I'm going to adjust on this next shot. Or I missed the place this pass. There's so many interactions within a game you're always going to get another chance so don't right. think so short term and have fun with it like you said so that's yep. a great point powerful it's interesting again you mentioned curry earlier but i think that's some it may he he has so much fun i think it frustrates other people or you see people who are oh, too, yeah it, as or, a fan i hate watching him and he'd be on the bench just laughing having a good time uh-huh. You know, like usually you would get in trouble, but yeah. this guy he can hit a three from anywhere, so they just like that's him, you know. Yeah. And and but that's what I really love about that, just being <laughs> able to have fun and be yourself because it it, it doesn't dictate how you play on the on the court. You know, he's gonna he's gonna be Steph Curry no matter what. So if he's gonna laugh and joke with his teammates, he can do that and then get back on the court and he'll just knock a three down. Like what can you say? He just won the game. You know, so or, let him or be miss him. a shot, turn the ball. It's literally like, oh, one clap, and it's like, yeah, like it's like I'm back. It, it's yeah, I'm back. <laughs> it's really interesting when you look at it from through those lenses. Like, what's happening? Yeah. What is? So again, your, your question, your statement sparked all of that. To uh, to quickly shift gears just a little bit, let's talk about some money. I happen to understand it. it's mm. part of your forte. A frugal athlete. Hey. How is how is that born? What in, what inspired that? The yeah. African parents, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it a, a combination of things, you know. Uh, my my African parents, my Nigerian Igbo roots, 
Hey. Uh, you know, it's like uh, jokes like Ebos. They're just like they like money. You know? They like money. They enjoy they money. Chalk yeah. money, you know. But uh, <laughs> but realistically, uh, for me, you know, it was watching the Thirty for Thirty Broke documentary on ESPN. That kind of changed my whole perspective. Um, I've always been interested in like business, entrepreneurship, like mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. personal finance, how people make money, how people like leverage money. But that Thirty for Thirty kind of changed my whole landscape because these were athletes of the highest caliber in terms of compensation, you know, NBA, NFL, MLB, um, coming into unfortunate financial situations for a plethora of reasons, you know, spending habits, you know, emotional blackmail, bad investments, bad financial advisors, not knowing the right questions to ask, lack of financial literacy. I mean, the problems go on and on. So for me, it was kind of like, all right, yeah, we heard about the, the the unfortunate stories, but how can I, where are some athletes I can use as examples, as roadmaps? Mm-hmm. Uh, so as I did some research, you know, finding athletes like LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, Tom Brady, Serena Williams. And I was like, yeah, those are athletes, but those are also anomalies. Like, ain't nobody really going to be them. Uh, so I was like, let me do some more research. And uh, I couldn't find, like, athletes that I could use as personal roadmaps that mm-hmm. were, like, tangible in my situation like i was a professional athlete making good money but it wasn't going to be life-changing in the sense of like i can retire and not have to work Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life so that's kind of frugal athlete started you know a lot of my teammates used to call me cheap so it was basically like spin making a spin on that on that terminology and frugal is all about how you can be efficient not only with the money that you have but the resources that you have at your disposal and not only for your career but long after your career is over that's amazing, man. That's amazing. I, I I love it. I love what you're doing. How you turn something negative into a positive, and and, and now you're teaching you know the youth about it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, what happened when you received like your first paycheck or your first few paychecks when you started getting paid? When you start realizing like I got money, baby, I got money. Got <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, some money. <laughs> it's crazy because it's like, what do you do with it? Uh, uh, obviously, so our family like. Long before I was born, apparently, you know, I don't know if my parents just made the tradition. You know, you had to, you had to help the family out with some certain things. So, some of my money, <laughs> I swear, uh, no joke. They said, "All right, it's first it, 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 it is. This belongs to us. Yeah, huh? How do you think that you yeah. got here? We made you. We created you. Huh? You have to pay your dues first. <laughs> yeah, so, portion of my first paycheck went to that but my signing bonus it was a it was a fairly large amount and we put it into a, a cd so a certificate of deposit um and basically it, it allows you to get a better interest rate nothing really crazy um and allows you to like have your money without touching it and that was essentially in hindsight i would have done something very different in terms of like using with my signing bonus but it was a good lesson for me to all right let me figure out how this first year goes in terms of like day-to-day expenses things that i'm gonna have to do things that i want to do and um live like that and then once i you know establish like get my footing all right now i'm gonna establish like how i'm gonna invest how i'm gonna throw money around how i'm gonna let my money work for itself so um that's what i did put my money in a cd and uh me and my dad always joke around like if we would have put it in this if we would have had done this you would be good right now and it's like (laughs) But at the same time, those investments that could have gone belly up. So it was good to like just have that that first year to like just really focus in on. All right, this is what your budget's going to be. 
These are the opportunities that are coming. These are some expenses that you got to look out for and then go from there. Mm-hmm. Did you did you check your money constantly? Like like did you check your bank account constantly? What was your relationship with the money? You know, what was it shy? Was it like, uh, I don't I don't want to check my account because the money might might run out, you know? Um, because yeah. there are a lot of athletes that I've seen, they'll be like, Man, man, I haven't checked my bank account in two weeks. I'm like, what is going on? It's just like, you know, I know I'm good. But when they check their bank account, they're not that good. Nah, yeah, I, I would say it's important to check. I would say two, three times a week because some things that you pay for with your car, you make sure they like. Sometimes they, they surcharge. It's like, wait, hold up, I didn't care. You know, so <laughs> it's always important to make sure whether right. you have a financial app or you use like pen and paper. Um, mm-hmm. I would say it's to check your accounts three, uh, two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, my relationship with money was pretty good. I was always like on top of it. Make right. sure I had a set set amount in my checkings, so I wouldn't like. Obviously, if you have quite a bit of money and you know that, you're going to be like, oh, "All right, I'll worry about it," and then you just you just swipe recklessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kept a certain amount within my checkings, so I, you know I'd have to force myself to budget. Um, had my you know savings and different things like that, my emergency fund just in case. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood, you know the worst the worst possibly happens. You always have to prepare for that. Right. And then with the money in the CD, I couldn't even touch it for a whole year. So it was, right. it was good to be like, even if I had the money, I can't, you know, I, I, you hide it from yourself so you don't, you know, spend it. So um, that was kind of it, you know, at least that's for, really, that, for that first that's year. That's really good bl- discipline, man. That's really good discipline. Super yeah. good. Force discipline in some yeah, instances. Yeah, sometimes that's you good. have to force it, you know. <laughs> Heck yeah. So I got to ask, you know, being the, the frugal athlete mentioning the CD, are you a crypto guy? Are you into stocks? What's your what's your vibe on that, if you don't mind me asking? No, that's a great question. My rule of thumb is if I can't explain it to somebody else, then I shouldn't be getting into it. So at the moment, I, I can't I don't really know crypto well enough to explain it to somebody else. But I am learning. I am learning. <laughs> I am learning because this, this space is, you know, taking the world by storm. And the more I learn about it, the more I understand why it's a viable opportunity. Obviously, uh, this is my disclaimer. Make sure you consult with your financial team and whatever you need to do before you make any sort of investment. For But for me, you know, crypto is probably one of the new spaces that I'm going to be looking into, getting into. I'm also I'm into stocks already. I'm into a little bit of real estate um, and different other platforms like that. But crypto is still like, it's like, for me, crypto is like the final level, like browser. I'm like trying to figure out like, how to go around it. <laughs> Heck yeah, I feel that. Oh, and randomly, I guess I asked you mentioned in socks. What's your vibe on AMC? Have you heard in the whispers about the AMC? I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm just, I'm just asking. Dude. Hey man, hey, hey man, don't be, don't be Martha Stewart, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Just word on the street. There's some words on the street. We wouldn't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. No, AMC. Yeah, that's definitely. If you look at the stock over the last years, you know. It's been, <laughs> quite interesting but i'm more of like a blue chip you know Ah, okay i like like my dividend paying stocks as well so that's a great thing about you know when it comes to personal finance money management investing there's so many different ways to the top of the mountain this is all about figuring out the best roadmap for you oh love that you said that that your younger brother was the accountant for the sacramento kings correct oh no so he's the personal uh trainer he's like sister works in uh accounting and and numbers right okay all right all right thank you for correcting me Uh, have you have you do you work with her um when it comes to like you know your foundation the frugal athlete or just um do you guys have a conversation about money 
Yeah, so we have a family group chat where we like will talk like it's almost like our own like mini family office instead without <laughs> without the family office aspect of it. But we talk about different stocks. But at some point, you know, in the near future, we're going to create like our own like a Kugo uh, fund where we like everyone invest on a monthly basis. And then uh, probably my dad or my youngest brother, he's like he's he has his pulse on a lot of different stocks and then they'll manage it. But I have my own individual stuff, my sister, my brothers, they, you know, so we all do our own thing. But that's, oh, a, yeah. that's, a, that's a great point. When your powers combined, you. Oh, Google. Financial Avengers, love it. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm in that crypto space, man. I love yeah. it. So I, I'm going to have to tap in with y'all. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, you know, learning. Yeah, learning a lot. It's, it's funny because it's finally something that it's it's challenging because it's steadily changed. You can know kind of what people do, what you should do. Uh, so it's been really interesting. And again, it's some things are so low, let's say, for those who are beginning and learning. Like there's something so low. So if it's, hey, take your 10 bucks and put in the one that's 0. 0.00001, then watch it. Learn about it. I mean, along the way. This is what happens. But yeah, crypto is a good space to kind of, like you said, it's especially if you already have knowledge base, it's kind of learn, you know, yeah. along the way. If nothing yeah. else, yeah. for learners, I yeah. think it's really cool to just challenge the mind space of something that's kind of steadily changing and evolving. So, so it's great to, to stay sharp. I'm sure you appreciate it once you jump in. My, my, my small bit of advice would just be um, actually just jump in because uh, it, it moves at such a rapid pace. It's hard for you to sit down and try to analyze it like the stock market, right? So um, by the time you, you you try to read a book upon it, you'll you'll realize that you can start <laughs> on a lot of deals, right? Yeah. So, um, it, you, you know, people they, they set up appointments with me to 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 teach them about crypto, and um, you know they're like, "Do you have a book that you can recommend?" I'm just like, "A book, <laughs> yeah, book, <laughs> but put some money down and get involved," you know, because. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, the, the one thing that you have to understand about crypto is like once you buy those tokens, those coins, you own them. And so they don't go anywhere. You know, the value may go down, but um, it can always go up. You know, what goes down must come up. And and so the beautiful thing about it is understanding what your what your stable coins are and what's going to be around for um, uh, a very long time. And then also, you know, understanding about altcoins. Alt, um which you don't definitely want to put all your money into that. That's a gamble. But at the same time, they 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 the, there's high yield in that. You know, whenever you invest in it. So, um, I just learned about it in January, and a lot of people tell me that um, I wouldn't even know. Uh, they wouldn't even know because I explained it so well. So it's, it's just I just jumped in right away. You know, one of my friends he <laughs> called me and he told me, "Hey man, this is what I got going on." I was just like, "Okay." Uh, I was just like, "What I need to do?" And he was just like, "Well, you know, I was just like I got about two hundred dollars I'm gonna put, you know, and I just threw it in, and then that two hundred turns into you know like five grand, and then five grand from there and so forth and so, you know, okay, so okay. yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll just I'll just say this. Uh, I wanted to feel. Rich a couple weeks ago. I think it's a couple weeks ago. Wanted to feel rich. Wanted to feel like I was balling out. So I bought four, <laughs> I bought four million shares of Shibu. I think it's four million oh, shares. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I would slap people. I started throwing pennies on people. Got me seventy <laughs> bucks. But I, it's like something to learn to watch over time. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna miss this seventy bucks. But four. I'm like, yo, if this turns into a dollar. Woo, who knows? Yeah, but it was, right. it was it's it's funny and it's just cool 
to learn. And as a yeah. learner, the learner that you are, I'm sure that whenever you decide to, you know, check it out, you, you'll appreciate it for sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yo, man, how can more people learn about a frugal athlete? How can they learn more about you? How, where can they find you? Nah, thanks for that. Uh, so if you check me out at www.afrugalathlete.com, um, everything a frugal athlete there. We have a YouTube channel. We have Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, um, podcast. Uh, personally, uh, at Amobi Says on all platforms, Twitter, IG, uh, TikTok, whatever. Um, and then www.amobiacugo.com. My contact information is on both those platforms. So oh. make sure you check it out. And I'm always, you know, happy to connect with people. Is that how you, is that a frugal athlete? Is that right.com? Yep. Yep. Hold on, hold on. And you and you said you got your own website? Yeah, my own personal website. Oh, man, like, look yeah. at him. Look at him. Look at him. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I do some other things, too. I don't, You know, it's not strictly just a fruit athlete. So just trying to have, like, that whole ecosystem no, um, right. and hopefully can build it out. So, yeah, be on the lookout. 2021 is going to be a good year. Ooh, he talking his stuff, Sway. He talking his stuff, Sway. <laughs> look at him. Like, I love it, man. I love the confidence. I love it. I love it, man. I love That's- the air. Absolutely. Any final words or thoughts from you, Prince? Yeah, my final words and thoughts are my, my, my last question to you. What do you want your legacy to look like after it's all said and done? Uh, that's a want, great question. Yeah, well, how do you want people to remember you? No, I mean, there's only two ways that you can be remembered, uh, an example or a warning. So I would like to be remembered as an example, you know, so... <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> if I can, if I can leave people with the impact of, you know, Moby was, you know, a connector. He always made sure that, you know, he he tried to put people on whatever their pathways was, whether it's connecting someone with someone else or a good brand or, you know, just putting them on, on some game. Um, that's kind of what I'm about, and hopefully, I can build a legacy that fits that fits that mantra. Look, look, man, I saw Stan writing down what you just said. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I know he's gonna be able to spin that with his voice. He's gonna be able to spin that. I'm gonna I'm gonna see that on like a motivational like video on Instagram someday. Just hey. know it. Just know hey. I'm a voice, but it'll you'll be in the footage though. I will make sure to pay homage. I promise, bro. Oh, right. Let's set that up. Yeah, I definitely want to talk to you all, both of you offline because yeah, his voice is amazing. Right, right. right. He, he can sound like you know Billy D. Williams. Hey, <laughs> ladies, how y'all doing? <laughs> hey, today we are here with a mobile Kugo. Uh, Huh? <laughs> this guy, he's frugal, but he does not act like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome, man. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love that. We just say cheap is not the same thing as frugal because cheap is ugly. Mm. Yeah, right. Frugal is forever. Right. Yeah, I love right. that. Yeah. When, man, look, I always correct my wife. She'd be like, yeah, it's cheap. I'd be like, frugal. And she'd be like, I'd be like oh. I'm just like, hey, I'm just telling you, words are important. The words are important. The words yeah. are very important. The ones that you use, so. Heck yeah, appreciate that. Yo, Amobi, any final words you want to leave with people? Nah, uh, all you can do is all you can do, and all you can do is enough. That's a quote mm. that my dad has told me from since I was very little. Um, I used to think it was his quote, so I used to like quote him, but <laughs> I found out it was from someone. Uh, his book is like uh, someone that. Um, I'm not sure who the book. Yeah, was, we can't even remember it. We yeah. can't remember the name. It's your dad still. Yeah, so it's, it's my dad. No, exactly, <laughs> that's my dad. But it was from a book, but he he coined it and kind of put his own spin on it. So um, that's that's my that's my go to quote for everyone. And that's all you can do is all you can do, and all you can do is enough. 
Love your website. Okay. You go foundation. Wow. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure they probably try to put your name in and uh, it didn't come out the exact same way. It has spaces like, okay, you go. So <laughs> that's perfect. That's how I did it intentionally. Oh, oh, okay, okay, you go. You go. Yeah. Hey, God, uh, dog it. Appreciate you, Regina. Thank you very much. I, I, I see your mind. I see you. I see what you're <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this, feel like this entire good. time we've all just been thinking about like the next level. Feel yeah. like, like our minds been like ah. Oh. Anyway, oh, like me and the Matrix. Heck yeah, yeah. man. I can't say thank you. Uh, so very much. Well, we appreciate you All for right. being here and everybody for joining us. And again, thank you for sharing your story and being transparent. And for those of y'all watching, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the Prince Daniels Jr. YouTube page. And you can join us. You know, make sure you catch up on past episodes that generally run at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays. Prince, anything from you? Yeah, the last thing I just want to say, everybody that's watching and tuning in, we are ending the season after this episode. So next week will probably be our last episode. But we want to let let you know that we will be back with a vengeance and and we'll be back with so much more incredible athletes. And we probably definitely want to bring back a movie, man, because oh, yeah. and you're doing some incredible things, man. Like, <laughs> like we, back for sure. we appreciate your energy, your knowledge, your wisdom, man, because this is crucial. You know, with every individual that looks like you and they want to grow up and be like you, um, you give some very insightful advice, man, and informative. So they will be able to navigate themselves throughout this 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 cruel world. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, but thank you for, for for your presence, man. It's a gift. So we appreciate it. No, thank you guys thank so you. much. Looking forward to connecting with you guys in the future. Nice. For sure. Yo, have a great one. Remember, effort on fire beats. Knowledge on ice. Peace, y'all. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new show is posted. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about our events, courses, and other programming, check out GameBeyondTheGame.com. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.